It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hello, everybody, and welcome to For the Love of Paul McGrath podcast and Team Sheet Tatum at 11.24. I do apologize for my tardiness. I couldn't get the intro to load for whatever reason, and I didn't really feel like singing the intro this time like I normally do. So, uh, yeah, so that's why I'm late. But we've got Villa and Everton. It's 11.24, early kickoff. It looks like it's being played in Marbella uh, with the unbelievable photographs I'm getting. And I've got serious FOMO, lads, because um, I was supposed to be over this game, but there was one or two things that just contrived to stop me from going over to it. It's, it's a bit of a pain in the balls, to be honest with you. I'm going to let you into in because I was supposed to go over to the Walsall game as well, and there was a couple, one or two things that just contrived to stop me going over. Things like flight issues and stuff like that, but other things as well. So I'm really kind of... Uh, it's been like it's pushing out the kind of experience to get back to Villa Park now till later on in the year, and and with the weather that's there today and the points that are flowing and the crack that people seem to be having, you wouldn't think that Villa are uh, potentially you know going into a game here whereby there's a lot of trepidation because there is some fantastic photographs coming left, right, and center to me. There's a load of guys over there from the Toronto Lions, and um, we're going to be joined by Paddy soon enough for the team sheet tantrum from outside the ground or inside the ground. I don't know where he is at the moment. He's just bumped into Ahmed el um, uh, So if he didn't ask him to come on the podcast, we could see P45 going Paddy's way. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple of other luminaries out there. It looks like it's a fantastic um, atmosphere, or a fantastic atmosphere outside anyway so far. So let's just hope that the interior of the ground after half past 12 matches the crack that seems to be going on on the exterior. And I see that Ronan is there in the in the Aston Social. Where's that Conto? Where's it Conto? Where's that 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 thing? So hello Neil from the Aston from the Aston Inn to Hatton Birmingham 2-0 win. Let's be positive. My fa- yeah, 
I'm a big fan of staying in the Aston Social. It means that I can just roll home after Villa Park or wherever I come from. And I can just roll back to the Aston Social afterwards. So, uh, a man after my own heart there. Um, guys, got to start off with a couple of things here. So, David Ornstein has been hot on the press. I don't know if some of you guys have seen it. I don't know if you follow David Ornstein. Uh, I'm going to bring up a tweet here that he has uh, popped out today um, that you may or may not have seen. But uh, David Ornstein has been uh, tweeting today and been mentioning that Tyrone Mings is back in. That he's expected to start for Aston Villa versus Everton after losing his captaincy and being un- being an unused sub at Bournemouth. The 29-year-old centre-back set for recall by AVFC boss Stephen Gerrard, the partner Douglas, Louise, uh, Douglas Carlos ahead of Ezri Kanza. Now, that in itself, I would imagine... Everybody is going to probably have the conspiracy theorists up in arms to say, is he bending to pressure? Is this Gerard buckling or whatever? Or it could just be, as Gerard said, that he was injured and that he didn't want he didn't start him because he was carrying a bit of an injury and he's going to start him this week. The, I don't know. Look, I'm not going to sit here and, and try and decipher what's going on. But, um, you know, there was a lot of people that saying afterwards that things he said about 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 Mings, he phrased them poorly, which led to them being rightly or wrongly or potentially rightly being taken out of context because there's some stupid phraseology there. Tyrone Mings is going to be back in the team today, it seems, and we would be interested to see if that rumor holds true. I'd be very surprised if David Ornstein was after coming up with Parky Pies, to be honest with you. I'd be super, super surprised if 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 he wasn't on the nose when he was reporting something like that because uh, he is quite uh, reputable in uh, the greater scheme of things. And um, we've got a couple of day, a couple of days, a couple of minutes before the teams are announced. Um, we have some. There's some. Uh, there's some cool things going on there. I'm just looking there that there's a. Uh, uh, well, yeah, Aston Villa are posting um, pictures there with regards to new measures and strong sanctions to tackle increased antisocial and criminal behaviours recently seen in football grounds. I think everybody should be, should, I think every sane person should be getting behind that. Say for football grounds, football grounds where there's less uh, uh, antagonism, uh, where it becomes a social event where families can go and people can, you know, bring kids and whatever and not see them exposed to certain things. Um, I think is always a good thing. I don't know. Maybe I'm in the minority. I don't know whether that's the case. But uh, and sometimes I will be honest that the obviously the heat of the moment we get at you and you might call somebody a c word or an f word or whatever. Um, and that can, people can kind of you know lose the run of themselves. But to other remarks with regards to uh, some discriminatory remarks and stuff like that, I think that there is no place for that in a football stadium in 2022. And uh, good on Aston Villa for. Uh, you know, highlighting that and and, and making it more uh, reportable, I suppose, within the ground as well. Um, we've about we've about a minute there before the teams are announced. I'm just uh, continuously refreshing here. Before we do that, let's get on to some of the um some of the comments here. Mark Hobbins uh, says, "I was at Everton at home last season. The halt was bouncing, and in in a way, I think that I think we need the halt to be bouncing." I, I'm I'm not too like I, I I think some people can turn around and say, <coughs> excuse me. I I I think that so you that look the the mood can turn in the ground, 
And I think it's okay. I think it's okay that fans should be able to do that and it should be able to turn the ground. But we have to start off from a point of positivity. You have to start off from a point of strength. And if the mood is kind of murmurish and it's quiet inside in Villa Park, first game of the season, that's only a detrimental to the players itself. You have to start off hoping for the best and, and, and roaring the crowd on. And then, you know, let your let your mood be dictated by what you see in the field then after that. Um just refreshing here to see. We have a starting, we have a starting uh, 11 and I have this. I told you I went mad with my vignettes that I was going to be playing. And I'm sure I'm going to get loads of messages to say never play that again. Um, but we do have a starting team and it is out. Our starting team is as follows. Emmy Martinez. Cash, Diego Carlos, David Arnstein was right. Mings is in there with Luca Dean. McGinn, Kamara and Jacob Ramsey uh, take up the midfield positions. Once again, Coutinho, Ings and Watkins. So there's two nines and one ten up top this today. Um, Coutinho gets the role again. I'm sure there's going to be some comments when I start looking at that. What has he got to do to, you know, to not retain his place in the team, which I think... Um, this might suit him a small bit better now playing in that more central, that one behind the front two uh, in, in that more of a diamond midfield. I, I hate even saying diamond midfield because I don't think there's ever such thing as a diamond midfield. And I certainly don't think that we will see a traditional diamond today. Substitutes consist of Olsen, Kanza, Chambers, Augustinson, Young, Dougie Louise, Buendia, Bailey and Archer. And I think that's probably, if I'm not mistaken, that is probably the strongest... The strongest match day squad that we could potentially have out there, based on who we have. I don't think, uh, like, yes, you could talk about potentially young Tim comes in and somebody drops out. Is there a need for both kinds of chambers, Augustinson and Young on the bench there? I know Young is the Swiss Army knife. A lot of people here will know my thoughts on on, on an aging Ashley Young and 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 so on. Um. But the fact that he is that kind of Swiss Army knife, they can give you 10 minutes in various positions. Although, I, I, you know, obviously the fullback positions, I'm not a fan of him playing there. Somebody at the club is. Um, but when you've got Chambers and Augustinson, do we really need that person that can cover those two? I know you can, like there's ifs and buts and candy and nuts here with regards to the, to the subs bench. Uh, but I think as a conglomerate of players, maybe Barry Sanson, maybe Barry Young, Tim, I think that's probably the, be- the, the strongest starting uh, the strongest match day squad that we could bring. So excuses are few and far between. They've had a week to work on things. The one thing I'm going to say here is that, and I'm going to I'm going to do Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde here, or Mr. Jekyll, Jekyll, Dr. Hyde. I'm not, I can never remember which one it is. And I'm going to talk about two different points of view that I could have the, here with regards to this team. And number one is Steven Gerrard once again has changed the formation. And what do we got to do to let the team breathe within a formation, learn it, and become expert in it if you're going to continually be moving these players around. That could be talking point number one. Talking point number two then could also be good on Steven Gerrard for changing the formation that didn't work the last day. This has the opportunity for us to go more central through the middle, and it allows a small bit more opportunity for our fullbacks who are getting forward to get forward with Kamara being um, having that more, much more license to drop in between the two centre halves once more, like he did for Marseille and obviously played centre half for Marseille as well. So there's two trains of thought I think you can have here. And I don't think anybody will be proven right 
until, and this is something I'm probably going to have to get tattooed on, my, on me somewhere, I don't think we'll fully know whether it's right or wrong until 15 minutes into the game. So for me, I think that that's, uh, that's something that, uh, that is to be, uh, you, can do, you can look at it two ways. You can castigate it. And you can say this weak managerial uh, ability because he wasn't able to stick to his guns and so on and so forth. Or you could say strong managerial ability, learn from his mistakes last week. If you feel that the, that the tactic was a mistake last week and has now rectified it, put the two boys up top uh, with strike power, strike uh, uh, with, with some uh, firepower, and let's see if we can feed him the bullets through the center now. Either way, he'll either be proven right or he'll be proven wrong. I'm waiting on my own mucker, Paddy. He's supposed to be joining me at some stage. I don't know if he is. I don't know if uh, I've sent him the, the the link there, but he may not be able to get on. Um, let's take a look at some of your comments there. We have um, there he is. Speak of the devil. Um, I'm going to get Paddy on and then we'll look at some of your comments there. Uh, so I'm just going to remove the team and I'm going to bring in Sir Patrick of Kelly. Uh, in. Paddy, how are you all in Villa Park? How are you all doing? John Kelly, Mary. Like, did you bring your violin case with you there, Paddy, with your Tommy gun inside? It's, uh, very quiet and subdued. Give me a minute there. No, I'm going to actually see if I can move you to... Now I can hear you. What did you say there? Sorry there, I, I completely missed everything you I said there. Did you say it was very quiet you? and subdued? Can you hear me? No, you can hear me. I said I came equipped with my lovely new orange hat to keep it. <laughs> I, I, the audio isn't great, Paddy. We can't yeah, really hear you at all. Well, I, I can't really hear you. I don't know about the guys. And I think yeah, there's a I'm massive delay. Here. You just can't hear me, can you not? Yeah, I think there's a huge delay. We might have to let you go. Okay. Yeah. You want me to leave and come back in? Yeah, if you want to do that, if you want to leave and come back in, that'd be great. I'll just remove him there. I'll take Paddy off there. There's a huge delay there, as you guys can see. In the meantime, we'll play some of your comments there. Uh, Sean Tate says, spectacular day in Brum today, Neil. Let's hope our performance is as bright as the sun is today. Tim, uh, Tim Mosley uh, is listening in Darwin, able to watch live. Concerned we always appear to be playing on the back foot instead of attacking from the off. Um, yeah, and I think potentially we'll be able to maybe... I don't know, will this give us more opportunity to dictate the play because we'll have less players? Uh, well, I suppose this depends if if Coutinho is going to be given license to to come back and help out in midfield or to, to try and search the ball in midfield. I don't know, but uh, it's definitely something that we'll be looking at as well. Just going to scroll down here, guys. I, I'm, I'm sorry, I will miss a couple of your comments there. Carlo O'Neill says, good luck to Keenan too at Watford. Absolutely. Keenan Davis, uh, good luck to him at Watford. It looks like he probably won't be coming back based on what he said. And that wonderful app that I absolutely love, and I've never said anyone should delete, called Instagram. Um, that fantastic app. Uh, so uh, Keenan Davis looks like he's go going to be uh, heading off uh, to pastures new. Um, Philip Drew says, Philip Drew is on the way to Buskers for the first time this season. Hope your first Connacht meet at 
taste that should be taffs i think goes well yes we're having our very first uh, meetup for the connacht lines uh, in taffs today you'll be able to see it there that's our official pennant for the official lines club we're going to be meeting up today and i'm absolutely looking forward to it and i hope you guys have a great day and buskers as well um, and that's why we may need to curtail this so i suppose we will finish around tenta give me time to hightail it into galway city uh, and be sitting on a high stool before the um before the match starts um where else are we there, guys? I'm just going to continue to... Uh, uh, where are we? Where are we? Where, where are we? Yeah, and look, like, look, guys, I, I'm sorry. I, I'm just going to read out some of them here. I'm not going to flash them up on the screen, but um, the, there's a lot of people not happy with the team at all. That Douglas Luiz should be starting. Buendia isn't playing. The Bailey is out of the team. Um, I suppose... Once again, as I said, there's going to be two, tra two trains of thought here. There's going to be trains of thought of people who wanted him to change it up based on last week. And then when he has changed it up, people aren't going to be happy. So, like, I, I, I know I, I completely understand that. I don't know who's right and who's wrong. I'm not going to sit here and try and create, create uh, supporter wars between two factions. That's a lot of shite in my book. It, who knows? Who knows who's going to be right? If we, if Watkins pings one in the first 20 minutes and Ings then follows up with one in the second half and then we win 2-0, well, then Gerrard can claim a victory and I think we'll all be happy regardless. But uh, I completely understand why people might feel that it's a bit harsh on those players for sure. Nick, Nicholas has said, uh, Everton fans are going for it already outside. Need to get behind the boys big time today. Thank you so much for that, Nicholas. I uh, really, really appreciate that. And uh, thank you so much. That's really, really generous. But as you said there, Everton fans are going for it and are uh, making making noise outside the, outside the, the stadium. Uh, Nathan, thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Nathan disagrees with no Louise or Buendia, but good to see Mings back in the team. Shows Jared isn't as stubborn as many have thought. Um, up the villa. And uh, yeah, as I say, look, there's that's the beauty of having a squad here whereby we've got people who can come in and come out. I personally probably think Douglas Luiz should be in that midfield if we are going to allow Coutinho to roam around up there behind the two strikers. And I think it probably would be Jacob Ramsey that would step out of that midfield for that for, for that reason. But I think that that would be harsh on Jacob Ramsey considering he's our own only real ball-carrying midfielder. But he hasn't done it in pre-season or he didn't do it for Bournemouth either. So... um. So, you know, there is that there. Nathan, really appreciate the super chat. It means an awful lot. Thank you so much for, for feeling we're worthy of something like that. I do appreciate that as well. Paddy, oh no, Paddy's just gone. Paddy's just gone again. He came in and he went. I'm going to text him here and I'm going to see if he can, if he can come back on, see if we can get him at all. Uh, uh, up, back, on. This is great. Uh, great stuff for a podcast. Anybody who isn't watching this podcast is good. Just had to wait there and wait for me to text Paddy to to come back on there. Um, Patrick Hopkinson says the media think we're a club in trouble. Are we in trouble? Once again, I I don't know. I don't know. I suppose once again, it's 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 very much there is a pylon at the moment, and whether they're right or whether they're wrong, or whether we're right or whether we're wrong, or whoever's right, or whoever's wrong. I suppose time will tell with regards to that. Paddy is. <laughs> Half here. Paddy, how are you? You're going down some steps. There we are. Going down into the concourse. I don't know. Can you hear us? I don't like to see Paddy with the sunglasses on. It feels like he looks like a hitman and, and, and you know, I don't want him taking anyone out over there. Um, I need him for the podcast, but I don't think 
he's got the best of reception. So I'm just going to remove him there and I'll keep an eye on his, on his stream here off in the lobby to see if it stabilizes there. Um, Christian Jones says, what does Buendia have to do? Fair question. Absolutely fair question. Whether or not it's still to do with this knock that he took in preseason, I don't know. But then again, Gerard didn't really start him in the in the um in in last season either when he wasn't without a knock. I, I don't know. Um Mark Hattersley, this is something that we should all be aware of because in fairness, it's weak management by Gerard dropping Bailey and not thinking about my fantasy football team. <laughs> I, look, at least you're honest. <laughs> at least you're honest. I like it. I like it. I like it. Um, yeah, and Kieran O'Callaghan Kieran makes a great point here. If it's not if it's not working, we know of five subs. Use the subs early, but we have a manager that doesn't show he's ever used the subs early. Uh, so once again, there's a whole change aspect of this. Has he changed? Is this something that is is brought about because he wants to tweak the formation or what is it? And uh, as I said, we have a strong bench there that we can change this up if needs be. But as other people have said, we need to be on the front foot straight away. We cannot be chasing this game and bringing players on. We, I don't know. Do we have people off the bench? Maybe Bar Bailey that ha and Bendia, I know the two people we've that people have spoken about, they can come off the bench and provide a massive punch or impact, specifically in a game like this, whereby there could be atmospheric pressure within the ground if we were to go, go, go down early. But look, as I say, it is what it is. We have Everton fans. Always welcome. Everton till I die. Thanks for joining. Always welcome. This is a friendly space, safe space. And Sea uh, Lion Eye says, grab yourself a point for me, mate. Appreciate your balanced views. I appreciate that. I appreciate you watching the show. And that is uh, that is from the bottom of my heart. I really mean that. And thank you so much. That's that's really, thank you. I, I blown away that somebody would actually think that, you know, that there's a, uh, this um we're worthy of that so thank you so much i really really appreciate it um my crotch my crotch my crotch i just keep on saying it my crotch my crotch uh it says jared picking his favorites again drops bailey louise Bundy, and chambers still on the bench um yeah i suppose look all good points but with the strong squad comes strong some comes hard decisions and like let's not get away from it I blame the players sometimes for things that they've done, and we do have a strong squad, and that's why I blame the players for things that they've done before. That's why I was that's why I, I was on almost a week long tirade of saying Ezri Kanza needs to do better when defending set pieces than he did because there was there were really poor errors that he made in my view, and I expect more from players because we have that squad and we can just whip players out of this. Out, we should be in the position to whip players out of the team and bring on um other um. Other replacements. I do feel for for Leah and Bailey though, considering that, uh, and potentially for Bundy. I know people could say Bundy could come in for Coutinho, but I feel sorry for Bailey, con considering that this change of formation that we obviously have today has meant that he is the man to drop out because we wanted two strikers up top and Callum Chambers as well. Um, you know he's played well all preseason. Um, <clears throat> I'm not going to rewrite history about what I've said. I do think that Mings is overall the better defender. Yes, Callum Chambers has had a better preseason and he's had more opportunity to shine over the preseason. I, I just think that Mings is, is 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 I just think he deserves his spot in there. Uh, but look, as I say, no one's right or wrong in this. That's the beauty of having having a big squad, um, and, and a nice squad. And and uh, I think our squad is getting there with balance. Although I'm expecting people to start shouting in, "Why do we let Ken Kessler head and go when we've no replacement right back?" And I think maybe Chambers, Young, that there's a, a right back replacement by committee there, which may or may not work out. We will see. Um. 
where is Hookshta? I'm in Galway. Where are we showing the match? Taft's Bar. Taft's Bar on... Basically, if you just find the main shopping street in Galway, it's called Shop Street. And you keep walking, you'll see Taft's Bar. Um, ask anybody in Galway. It's one of the most famous bars in Galway. You'll get there. It's lovely. We'll be in there to the right in the snug. Come in and join us. We'd love to have you. We'd love to have you. Um, anyone else there? Anyone else there? Uh, yeah, and Jack Fumes, I agree with this. I'm yet to be won over by Watkins and Ings sharing the pitch. And as we said in our post-match, our pre-match, should I say, it's kind of ironic that Gerard and Lampard are facing off in a game to get it together. And he's chosen to play Watkins and Ings together because they've had it labeled at them that they can't play together as did Gerard and Lampard together. So, so kind of kind of serendipitous. Uh, why haven't I shown the lineup? I was, I was earlier on. Uh, there we go. Uh, just in case, uh, you, you didn't, you didn't see it earlier. I had to take it down to try and get Paddy on the podcast, but it didn't work with Paddy getting him on there. So, uh, there is the lineup for anybody who is, um, is waiting. Uh, 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 uh filthy Danimal. I think he has. I think it's more or less signed already. So I, um. Less said about that, uh, the better, because uh, I think we we'll probably see something Monday, put it that way, with regards to Douglas Louise's contract. Um, Everton lineup, Everton, thank you, uh, Everton lineup. Yes, let me try and find the Everton lineup there, because that is something worth giving five minutes to, um, for sure, for sure, for sure, because, uh, as I said, they've got an spending spree, and uh, that is something. Everton lineup is Pickford and Goals. Small Hands Pickford, Patterson, Holger Tarkovsky, Cody and Mikalenko. If you tuned into our preview show, you would have known that they were going to play three at the back uh, with Mikalenko and Patterson playing as the wingbacks. Dukure and... Are they going to play Dukure and Iwobi there? Looks like they're going to play Dukure and Iwobi as the two center, two holding midfielders, the two, the two central midfielders with Tamari Gray and Mac, McNeil and Gordon all playing in a kind of a front fluid three position, false nines, false 27s, whatever you want to call them there. Um, that's what it looks like. Their substitutes bench is the evergreen Begovic, the evergreen Coleman, Michael Keane, Vinagre, some guy called Mills. I'm not quite sure who that is. Maybe it's some academy. Uh, I don't know. Um, Tom Davies, Onana, Delhi, and Rondon. So only one of their recent signings makes it into the match day squad and that is Onana. Well then that's because actually the other two didn't actually sign, didn't end up signing on time. But Onana is on the bench there, 35 plus million euro uh, midfielder, Belgian midfielder, is on the bench along with Deli Ali and Rondon, Tom Davies, some guy called Mills, Vinagre, Keane, Coleman and Begovic and that's not me denigrating your man called Mills when he comes on and scores a hat-trick against us. But uh, I just don't know who he is, unfortunately. So um, I'm presuming he's a, an academy graduate until somebody uh, um, until somebody tells me any, uh, any different. Um... With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Jude McCarthy asked the question here. Sanson, Tim, and Gulbert are not on the bench. Tim going out on loan. Sanson and Gulbert are toast. I wouldn't imagine Tim is going out on loan. I just don't. Like, we, there's, there's a lot of talk about bloating our squad, but we've loaned people. Like, if you look, last year I did a, I did a synopsis, even when we had people out on loan. And on a match day, we were including the likes of Tim and Ben Chris Chris Enne and um, who else did I have? Yeah, just including those two guys, we only actually had 21 players. So obviously there's what? There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Like you have a 20-man squad that you can name on a, on a match day, um, a match day situation. So we're getting to the stage whereby it will be kids on the bench if we start loaning out more of the kids. So why are we learn not our good kids if we're going if when when our senior players get injured we have to bring up kids that we don't think are as good as the kids we're learning out. Um, with regards to Sanson and Gilbert, I wouldn't be surprised if Bridgestone come in that they're reintegrated into the team because I think the days and age of that unprofessional footballer who sits out um, are gone because a lot of them understand that they have to come in and do something at least to try and catch people's eyes, especially Freddie Gilbert. I would have him integrated in around the squad. This is the second manager and it's the third year in a row whereby managers have felt that he either doesn't want to be here or they don't feel he's up to scratch. He went to Strasbourg last year. He had a great, he played really well. Maybe he doesn't want to be in English football anymore. You know, there's, I think there, I think we're at the stage now whereby for somebody like Freddie Gilbert, we have to ask questions of him because this is third year in a row that this is happening, and he's gone out and had two good stints in, in France, but when he comes back to Aston Villa, either he doesn't want to be here, we can't get the price we want for him, or, like, maybe he could be disrupted. I don't know. I'm just throwing things at the wall here, but I think after three seasons, you have to try and kind of maybe at, turn the question back on the player in that instance there. And for Sanson, I agree, hasn't really had a fair run of it. I think at Aston Villa, due to injuries, he's probably the next man up on that team, as are Marvellous Nakamba, somebody else who isn't on that bench, um, as well, I think the you know Al Ghazi. I, I think it's we're probably looking to recoup funds for those players at, at this moment in time, um, because they aren't making our bench. Uh, but look, as I say, all that will probably come to light soon. Um, where else are we? Yeah, Traore is uh, is more or less gone, as far as I know. Uh, there was lots of. Um, I think somebody jumped the gun and said that he has moved to Turkey to Beşik. Not Bishik Test, that other one, Bishik Akar, um, Istanbul, uh, they're in the Euro Europa League anyway, um, or the Europa Conference, one of the two of them, they're in European football. Um, I think he's more or less gone to them. Uh, I don't know, Aston Villa haven't announced it, but there was something leaked from their side and from Turkish media that he was gone already, so I don't know whether uh, that would come back to bite us or not. Um. Right, guys, we're going to do it. I need to run like the wind in about in about four minutes' time. So start commenting underneath what you think the score is going to be based on what we now know. We've got both teams. Had time to process it. Let's start. Uh, let's start um, popping in your what what you think the scores are going to be underneath, and I'll run through them really, 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 really quickly. Um, there, I'm just going to take this down because I want to just check. 
uh, uh, I want to check to see if there's anything else that's been reported on Twitter. Um, Ashley Priest. Da, 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 da. No, 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 no. Um, Ashley Priest had a good piece this morning, actually, about Diego Carlos and uh, where uh, the, he spoke about opting against signing James Tarkowski. Maybe it could be. I don't know, playing against James Tarkowski today, I don't know whether that's the most, uh, the best thing to put up uh, but still, it was a nice piece and I enjoyed watching it um, we have a lot of comments coming in here, great stuff, great stuff, great stuff great stuff, Paddy is messaging me, you're going to pass full already because of lack of, yeah, so Paddy couldn't get uh, any coverage um Okay, whoa, okay, right, here we go, we're going to start with it, Music Junkie says 2-2, two, two. Uh, Ace Edit says 1-0, I presume that's 1-0 to Villa, 2-1 Villa says Martin McKeever, 1-0 says Matt Parker, Positive Reaction says Jonas Anderson and a 1-0 please, 2-0 Villa, Archer Brace, so we'll have to wait till the second half to see our first goal, uh, according to Jeff Fumes, I'd be okay with that, David Winter says 1-1 pressure on, 3-1 Everton says David Mitchell, 2-0 Villa says Turnpike Tumbler. Um, 2-0 Everton says Roger Kipling our lineup is awful um, I don't agree with our lineup being awful but it could could easily be 2-0 to Everton um, 2-1 to Villa enjoy the points Neil thank you very much I won't be drinking I'll be drinking my wadi and a purple snack will be my if anybody is in Galway and wants to buy me something pint of my wadi orange and a purple snack will go just fine um, I can't have a point until later on tonight, unfortunately. So, But I will dine out if Villa win, put it that way. Uh, Western Oud says a nervous 2-1 um, win. Uh, Jordy Villain says Guinea better. Ramsey runs through and slots home. 2-0 Villa at halftime. Ali finishes it late in front of the mighty hall, then 3-0 Villa. And I love Jordy Villain's optimism and it's soaring through my veins because that's what I want to happen myself. Um, if we score inside 15 minutes, 3-1 Villa. If we don't, a frustrating one all, says Hippo Hippo 84. Uh, 3-0 Villa, let's stay optimistic, says the MacBees. 3-1 Everton, says Patrick Hopkinson. Had a ticket, but an attack of goat means an empty seat. Oh no, Horelio. Hope you feel better soon. Hopefully Villa make you feel better soon. Hopefully Villa make you feel an awful lot better soon and hopefully a win makes you feel better as well. David Stiles says 2-0 in the bouncing Villa Park. Uh, AVFC uh, agent Jared says we'll get a draw. Um, Alper Khan says, is Algazi staying at the club? Hard to know. You see him training. Uh, I think he's a professional. I think he'll stay around as long as we keep him. But whether he stays at the club uh, long term is probably doubtful, I would say. He, I would say if an offer came in that we would let him go. Um, 1-1 Watkins uh, says uh, Gav Deese 1-1 says Nigel Fra Franklin 1-1 says Kat Cannon uh, 3-0 Villa says Ian 2-0 Villa says Linky 0-0 says Stephen Wright that's all points to 27-0 to will Villa win Super Mark on the beer already I love to see it uh, Matt Parker do Everton have any fit strikers uh, they do Solomon Rondon but today it's going to be Anthony Gordon playing in that uh, false night kind of a role that he played against Chelsea as well, which leads me to believe that they would obviously come in for a win, but a draw wouldn't be the worst thing in the world for them, I think. Um, Street beats 34, says 2-1 Villa, I reckon. Won't be easy, though. Kevin Donnelly says 3-1 Everton, unfortunately. Filthy Daniel says 1-0 first half, 3-0 second half. Bailey and Bundy off the bench to make a difference against the tired Everton team in the heat. Love it. Um, Jet Fume says great overnight packing in Galway out here. <laughs> I wish I've been I've 
I've lived in Cork, Limerick, Dublin and Galway. And the only place I've ever got clamped is Galway. And I've been clamped about five times. Um, so if you are parking in Galway overnight, do not park on the roadside. Park in a car park because it will cost you 80 quid to get the clamp removed. Speaking from experience. Gav D says, uh, continue masterclass incoming. Mick Ducati says, 2-1 to Villa. Um, <clears throat> where else are we? Anna Grady says, 2-1 Villa. Um, Eddie Montenegro says, currently running the four miles to the Villa Bar here in NYC. Three points there. Go, go, Eddie. Go, go, go. Eddie Montenegro. See, I've got my own my own chant for you and everything, Eddie. Thanks a million for tuning in while you're running. Uh, really appreciate it. 2-0 Villa, Bundy and Bailey in the second half. 1-0 Villa, Bailey to come, and get, come on and get the winner. Uh, and Presla, you know, Omar says, we're cursed. I think everyone would agree with that. I think everybody would agree with that. It uh, feels like it at times, doesn't it? Um, right, that's going to do it for me, guys. 56 minutes past. That means that there's 34. Can I, yeah, wait, is it 34? Six uh, zero carry the one. Yeah, thirty four minutes to go before the match starts. Um, I got a high tail in the Galway City. You guys have been amazing. Thirty three minutes of great comments from you guys. What I will ask you to do as well is, if you guys can, uh, if you guys feel like it, if you've a couple of points on board or whatever afterwards or whatever, if you just feel like you're elated because we've won four nil and you want to leave us a voicemail, remember that you can leave us a voicemail on. Whoops. Uh, or for the love of pomegranate voicemail and speak pipe we do that show every we're going to be doing that show every tuesday or wednesday just time dependent so we'd love to get some voicemails in for that so that we can uh listen to their voicemails what i would ask you to do is do not do not do not put in your email address if you put in your email address i will have to reach out to you via email and ask you to resend your voicemail without the email address because I'll have to delete it for GDPR purposes here in Ireland and for privacy purposes around the world. I don't want anybody to see your email address. Do not put in your email address if you're leaving us a voicemail. Um, thank you very much for that. Um, so, guys, going to leave you and love you. Thanks so much for that. I'll be back on with a post-game show. I won't be directly after the game. Probably uh, when I get back after being in Tafts, I will come back on with a post-match. Um, so... Uh, yeah, we'll chat to you then, guys, and uh, enjoy what you're doing. Stay safe. And until uh, later on, all that's left to say is up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 